DJ Them Jeans, how are you? Thursday afternoon in LA, the sun is out. What's the vibe in Glendale? I just finished playing tennis. Beautiful, beautiful day for tennis. I was getting some warmth from the sun. My body felt mm. confused to feel warmth. My my bottle of Palms tennis water, my little mm. Nalginet. Yeah, that's 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 kid size. By the end of the game. The water was a little warm from the from the sun. Oh, baby, it's summer again in LA is what it sounds like to me, Jason. Summertime is definitely here. We back to business. Which is good because my nest thermostat is acting up, so the heater hasn't really been working today. Oh. Thank God I don't need it. You got two dogs and a nest. You really are a bitch. I tell you what, man, that's rough stuff. Come on, dude. Joe Rogan has two dogs and he probably has like <laughs> on, seven dude. nest cams. Nest cams, Come nest on. thermostats. Come on, dude. No, Joe Rogan has a security guard like a normal person i don't i ain't i'm gonna skip nest cams and go straight to two security guards that's my goal yeah you there's he probably doesn't have any video surveillance whatsoever that's where you're that's where you're going with chris no i'm gonna say as video surveillance but i'm gonna assume that that mr joe has uh, uh something more sophisticated than the uh millennial pink version of a surveillance camera that you can buy on amazon <laughs> i'm just gonna no i'm saying i think nest work i'm sure nest works great and i'm sure it protects your house and lets you know when all of your um <laughs> Don't. packages packages from your influencer clients land so you can get the shot look but the jealousy but I, coming I, off of you the jealousy <laughs> coming out of your ears is dark you want to manage your nest cam so fucking bad i have a i do you know the only thing i manage on my apple iphone is my spectrum wi-fi because you can restart that the the modem or the router from the app no way I, I, that i didn't know it's pretty lit bro let me tell you all about it this podcast is brought to you by spectrum <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys like cable, right? Mm. Um, but no, it, it's it's pretty. So if there's if the Wi-Fi is is acting up, mm-hmm. I can just I can just go onto my Apple iPhone, head into the into the excellent Spectrum app, click around, and and then the modem restarts automatically. Fuck me sideways. It's crazy, bro. It's 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 honestly it's crazier than Kanye West fucking uh, Julia Fox. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down. Let's save that for later, okay? <laughs> We don't want we don't want the steak to come out before the the salad, Chris. I know, I know. The tableside C- Caesar is still being made. Tableside Caesar is still being hand spun. I I mean, I was going to do 15 minutes on Comcast, but I guess I guess we can move on. I mean, I feel like our guest today will want to kind of chime in on some of that. I would imagine they would. Yeah. I I just I don't it's too hot of a topic to not get multiple segments on this program. The way the way that it's affecting my life personally is the chances of uh, Julia Fox coming on How Long Gone have greatly decreased in the last week or so. Well, it's more for me. It's like I'm not being able to find any Balenciaga jackets in my size. So I'm a little more <laughs> – that, that's kind of hitting hitting me. Are you saying Julia is an XL too? That's crazy you would say that. Balenciaga encourages anyone to wear the, their clothing oversized. So I think her and Kanye probably sh- swap pieces. You know what I mean? Oh, that's fun. You, I, I've never really understood the fascination with Julia Fox personally. Like, I don't really know what she's known for exactly. <laughs> Besides being in one movie as, like, is there other stuff I should know about? I think just being a real juicy human being no she's juicy and she's new york to the bone but that's not really enough to get me tapped in yeah well that's i think the problem is is it's not really your flavor you like uh that's true blonde chick going about 105 soaking wet that's pounds not kilograms but i don't like it's not even about that i just you you, you want a chick that's got all the curves of a eight and a half by 11 piece of printer paper chris <laughs> She's this Jason. is this is she Julia Fox. She's a thoroughbred. That's just what it come down to. You couldn't handle a thoroughbred like her. You ain't Kentucky Derby. Look, Chris, ready. Chris, 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 Chris. I'm sorry. Neither of us, <laughs> neither you or I can can hop into a fucking Lambo and, you know, drive it around the track, hug the corners, do some drifting. Neither of us are going to be able to pull That's that true. off. That's true. But. I'll be able to get a little bit closer than you, Chris. I, I no, that that's I I would agree with you, and I think that you probably since you've never lived in New York, maybe you find that shtick more charming. What a voluptuous woman! A woman that talks like the guy that you get coffee from at the bodega is not. <laughs> it's not necessarily that appealing to me. Okay, well, how, try this on for size. I've never heard her talk before. 
and I'm a fan. You've seen the the Safdie Brothers movie? I fell asleep during Uncut Gems. That was a eh. yeah. No, I understand. I know. I know. If, if everybody would stop acting, but like- I heard she was in it. And also, did you see? Adam Sandler was wearing a sick outfit in that movie. Shut up. He dude. was dressed Shut like, the fuck up. I, it was like it was like vintage vibes. I, I think yo, I think it's crazy, but I think Adam Sandler shopping on Depop. Yeah, and that movie, I watched it and I felt like crazy. It was like the camera's moving all over. But yeah, I, I'm what I'm saying is I don't know. I mean, I'm sure she's a very cool, interesting, fun person. I don't know about her acting chops cuz I have not seen her act, but I think the uh, a large reason why a lot of people, you know, whether or not you want to have sex with her or not, is just you know, she a thoroughbred. Not to objectify the her. baby dad thing was really funny. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck, I forgot about that. Coming off the baby dad shaming and in, straight into Kanye paparazzi photos is a you're having a great week. That's a very cool trajectory. We break it down to build you back up. You have to No, it's great. You had to crack a couple eggs to make an omelet and she has a big old bipolar omelet right now that she's going to have to take home in a to-go box probably because it's so large. I know. I mean, also I love Kanye taking her to the Balenciaga store and then to Carbone. I think Kanye's Kanye is doing Julia Fox role play. He's doing like this is the juiciest white chick he's ever had, so he's nervous. He's off of his game. Mm. He doesn't know how to handle something like this. So he's like, eh, I guess I'll, I got to buy her clothes. Like, maybe he likes doing that because like, he, he could never take Kim K shopping in, in New York City. Do you think Kanye West has to pay at the Balenciaga store? Do you think they swipe his card or do you think he goes in and walks out whatever he wants and they settle up with Dimna later? I think that he wants to pay. He wants to get his credit card out. I, I agree with you 100. percent I, I agree. Just with to you. feel something, you know. I mean, we all shop for different reasons, you know. Oh, I mean, that's fuck. just kind of how it goes. That, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, big yeah. fucking facts. But I speaking of speaking of shopping, I heard that you had some issues at one of your favorite emporiums t- today. Is that true? I'm hot right now, Chris. I'm pissed as hell. Jason was in the group chat, absolutely flaming an unnamed streetwear brand for some of their posting today, and. I was like, damn, Jason has time today. Are you okay? And then he told me mm-hmm. that the the Burbank Whole Foods smoothie bar is, is down for construction? Glendale, first of all. And I don't... Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. You know, I don't really have any beef with any streetwear brands. It was obviously my personal issues coming out. And I want to apologize to that unnamed brand <laughs> right now. But thank you, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you for apologizing to that unnamed brand. Chris, I appreciate Chris, it. I did the work. I did the work. You always do. That's what's so great about you, Jason. That's where you're a great friend and business partner. It was it was the Glendale Glendale <laughs> Whole Foods. That was my first mistake. But were you? Was this post? Was this post Equinox too? So you needed the smoothie. This post tennis. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, of course, of course. So yeah, I, I was feeling a little peckish. I was hungry. I was ready to fuel up with some hemp protein, but. God said not today. You know, you know who said no today, Miss Flurona, because I think it's closed <laughs> down because of COVID bullshit. I think it, it was a COVID because like early days quarantine on the on the first or th- or second or third clo- closing lockdown. The the smoothie bar was just like, yeah, we ain't doing it. That's interesting because the the Whole Foods that I go to on on Fairfax that you make fun of and say is shitty is was open for business. There were multiple orders waiting to be filled. That's today. That's today. That's this morning. That's hours ago. The transient Whole Foods that you go to, you know, for the disenfranchised people of Hollywood, <laughs> that location, that's sort of become like the Texas of Whole Foods. Is it? So you go there because. That's the only location who's still maintaining a little something we call, I don't know, freedom. I, I think that... The co- right to bear smoothies. The right to eat a croissant that's not in plastic. I don't know for sure. Maybe like because that location, since it is so disenfranchised, their electronic mail system is, isn't is fully set up yet. So they had to like just... The president of Whole Foods... <laughs> Bezos had to write a, a letter. <laughs> electronic they had to do... Mail. Shout out to Snail Mail. They had he had, <laughs> Bezos had to write an actual letter, no, and send it to that that bitch, store, bitch. And then he just hopes that one of the one of the the guys who picks up the shopping carts finds it and sends it to the manager because they would have no idea that it's time to close the smoothie bar because Miss Florona is Be- here. And- Bezos is motor Bezos is motorboating titties on a bar on a <laughs> on a yacht in St. Bart's wearing his Cuccinelli pants with the Casablanca top, looking fit. Woo! 
And I think that the I've also I you know I we don't have to fully get into this because obviously we have a guest today, but I think the the third street location of Whole Foods in L.A. is the worst in the world. I think that is much worse than the the Fairfax location. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right for the for the transient vibe you're going for. If you're if you're feeling transient, I think the Third Street is is more. Well, you know, I guess maybe it's because because the Glendale one where I cut my teeth, um, and you know, as far as as L A Whole Foods is strong Armenian contingency. My brothers uh, now your brothers the Fairfax the <laughs> brothers. <laughs> They're all my OGs. They're all my big bros. I'm their little broski. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut. <laughs> the the one on Fairfax and Santa Monica, strong Russian contingency. And speaking of nuts, that's one nut I haven't cracked yet. Those are a tough people to come around on you. Uh, look, all I know is that the the beautiful staff of the and I smoke cigarettes. The Fairfax Whole Foods. They know me. They say Chris, very nutritious. I don't even have to. I don't even have to say a word. I could just walk up to the register and and swipe the card. Unfortunately, I've never once been given a free smoothie of any kind. But I feel like that doesn't really happen. It's not a mom and it's not a mom. I, and I feel like that doesn't really happen at Whole Foods. So the most the most I can do is an acknowledgement of my name and my order. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, since you don't have any friends or anything, you need that type of interaction, don't bro. You, I Chris? have no I have no friends. All I do is try to interact with employees behind masks, and it's <laughs> it's it's really taken its toll on me. Okay, well, we should talk about our guest today. Uh, you know, uh, Shamir. Shammy. Big Shammy, uh, is a singer, songwriter, and actor. He's from beautiful Las Vegas, just like, the, just like my favorite band, The Killers. Mm. He's put out a handful of albums, one pretty recently, actually, that was kind of like a departure and people fucking loved it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. came out October 2nd, 2020. It's called Shamir. I mean, I was familiar with Shamir from back in the day, I think 2015. Yeah, he had he some had big records. Big, yeah, he had some big records. Like a few months ago he was tweeting something about listening to how long gone and he said that he was listening to how long gone and he gets to wait what feel like he's hanging out with white people or something i don't remember what oh, he shit said. well shamir come hang out with your two favorite white bros right now baby let's go <laughs> let's give this motherfucker a call let's give this motherfucker a call what's really good where are you coming to us live from shamir i'm philadelphia i know y'all listen i'm here to fucking do- i'm here to defend <laughs> I came here on a mission to defend. Y'all been talking a lot of shit. Shamir, I know you probably know this, but podcasting is basically just talking shit. So if there's certain things you want to discuss off rip, I, go ahead and, and approach the approach the bench and we can discuss. Do not do not come for Orange County today, Shamir, because I have the time. Listen, listen, all I'm saying is just try lightly. You know what I mean? Because I'm a little groggy. Okay. I just woke up from a nap. Okay. I'm I'm sure you'll be just fine yeah. firing off some mm-hmm. spicy hot habanero takes. Don't worry. So it looks like you're at the Real Housewives of Philadelphia. That's the staircase <laughs> where they all come down when they're being presented for the first time. No, I'm in my I'm in my little South Philly row home. What's up, Point Breeze? <laughs> for our listeners at home, I believe Shamir is doing a gang sign for which area <laughs> of Philadelphia that he was in. That did you threw up a you threw up a set and people couldn't see that and you knew no one would see it except us. That's a threat. They're That's lying. what I take that. So They're lying. They're lying. I don't claim Nanset. I ain't claim Nanset. I don't claim Nanset. <laughs> so, well, I I know that you're from from Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which is obviously insane. Yeah, um, but absolutely. Where 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 else have you lived? Because ending up in Philadelphia is is a choice that obviously we can't wrap our heads around, and we're gonna need an explanation, but. Have you lived in Have you lived in New York and LA, and it just wasn't for you? So what happened was is that I got signed like after graduating high school. Shit, that was um, was that XL? XL, yes. But but I first I first was working with like a smaller label called God Mode. Okay, and then they took over managing and um and produce in producing and um Nick Sylvester who produced the first album and EP and everything. He lived in Williamsburg. So I did live in Brooklyn, but just for three months just to record my album and like I hated it. I, but but well, <laughs> I had a decent time though. Brooklyn does suck. Well, yeah. Of course. I had a decent time though. It was fine because I looked up Silent Barn, which was like actually kinda lit. So you're saying that you like Brooklyn because you were partying a lot. I was not. I was working. Please. Silent Barn <laughs> 
we're we're all very like we were like poor broke artists like working like trying our best Mm -hmm. when i was a poor broke artist i somehow found a way to always scrape together some money for cocaine but that's just me i don't i don't know i don't know if that's everybody you know what i mean okay you know what chill we get it you're privileged (laughs) (laughs) yeah he can always have his mommy send him a little cash app if if he needs a bundle <laughs> All my mom okay. literally could send me is like stone so she found it a desert. Like <laughs> <laughs> So so you so you lived in Brooklyn to make the record and you were like, I had a good time, but I don't need to live here. I- I'm good. Well, okay, so I ended up moving to Philly and got into the Philly scene because like what I didn't like about the F- the Brooklyn scene is like like I loved everyone, but I was like the baby. I was like obviously the youngest person at Silent Burn at that time. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt like like I just couldn't find like any other kids like doing like what I wanted to do. But like in Philly, like all ages is truly all ages. And like I found kids like around my age also like even younger, like putting shows together, like doing like what I was like doing. Mm-hmm. And long story short, I first came to Philly for the first time to see a band I ended up working with. I ended up like managing and like like actually like working, working with I like like their music and um I was just like, Oh yeah, I'm in like I'm in Brooklyn, but like let me know when you come to like New York and they was just like, Oh, we're playing like Philly, just like come down to Philly and I was just like oh, I guess it is that simple because I just you know, I didn't know how the East Coast works, so we you know, we we played a show there and we were we were both pleasantly surprised and Jason got so drunk he wouldn't leave. I had to physically drag him out, so he loves Philly. I love the fans, you know what I'm saying? Philly's the place to get like messed up. <laughs> it's like it's 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 kind of a toxic drinking culture but it's also kind of like chill it's not like new york like new york drunk is ugh. yeah the thing i noticed mm-hmm. when we went to the philly show and we went early for sound check you know we were there at like five o'clock something like that and the bar was already full of just like guys that are alone drinking a beer just like looking at the tv like yeah <sighs> And that was it. Real East. That's some East Coast. That's some East Coast shit. Yeah. Like the ball. It's like Boston, New York, Philadelphia, like that vibe of like, I go to the bar alone after I clock out and it is depressing to see. What I like about Philly is that it's the perfect combination of like, it's like a Southern East Coast state because like you mm. still get the Appalachia influence, but then you also get the East Coast influence and it's just mm. smack dab in the middle for Philly. What are some of your favorite parts about the Appalachian influence, <laughs> yeah. Shamir? Believe yeah, it or not, I, yeah, y'all, I'm a country. That. First of all, there's a lot of just like instances of this like my love for country music like throughout my entire catalog. But like I when I started off doing music in general i started off on country music what kind of country music are we talking about big country shamir walk so little nas could run is that what's is that what's going on listen i don't even know because no because my words not yours <laughs> no, my no, words no, no, not no, yours because the second that anyone gets a chance to say that shit like they're they're ready they're ready for it listen i little nas don't know who the fuck i am he's too busy been rich first and foremost let's start let's start there mm-hmm. but did i suffer as well yes and I still do suffer, <laughs> yes. you know, and he's suffering and I don't think he's never not going to suffer. Um, so that's that on that. And that's basically why, um, you know, country didn't really work out. I was like at honky tonks, you know, 15 fucking years old, very visibly black and queer. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And I thought that it would be funny if I sing I'm Still a Guy by Brad Paisley and people are just even more confused. <laughs> but did they... But. <laughs> But I feel like that's the kind of situation where people are like, what the fuck is going on? But I feel like you probably won some people over. No. <laughs> no, no people? <laughs> not, not, in, not in 2010. Not in 2010, 2011. Okay. Maybe uh, now. That's a good point. That's a good point. But back then, they were like, get the Negro off the stage. <laughs> you were swimming up a very strong stream, and it was hard to get over that. At 15, you know, I'm already going through enough. You know what That's I mean? That's so impressive, though, be, to be a 15-year-old you at a honky-tonk. In Nevada. In Nevada. And this one's from uh, Brad Paisley, and you started playing it. and Literally. What did you play? What instrument were you playing? Just like a guitar? Like I a classic, guitar. Like... That's, like, that's still like my main instrument now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying you were. it was basically like rocking up to an open mic at a honky-tonk with an acoustic? But, yeah, basically. And one time my family came, and it was a running joke. In my family, they call me Shammy because, like, the old country as presumably racist host mispronounced my name and called me Shammy. And it was like, next up, Shammy. And I didn't invite my family to any more of those. I was like, drop me off, drop me off. Well, in the intro, I randomly said Shammy when we were introducing you. So that doesn't 
reflect <laughs> well on my level of racism, does it? Yeah, okay, I, I get it. I get it. Y'all are privileged. Y'all are racist. Like, that's why I listen to you. Like, come on. But is it But is it racist to abbreviate someone's name? I, don't, I mean, I don't think saying Shammy, that's just like saying my name's JC. You know what I mean? It's just like Shamir is not an ethnic name. It's actually Hebrew. Like, literally, one of the Israeli yeah. presidents was named Shamir. Like, it's because... Are you saying... Are you giving us an exclusive that you're also Jewish? spiritually maybe i don't know i'm also i'm spiritually jewish no, as actually well. I, I was i was telling my li- i was telling my life partner i was like oh shamir's coming on and she's like shamir israeli <laughs> you know what i she knew i think that the jews are the spiciest of the whites like i think that they're like they're the most seasoned mm-hmm. of the white people that right, right, right. you know people think the italians first of all the italians are racist i went to italy and felt like shit the entire time you know like i'm sure that there's like but the entire time, my whole touring crew, because we were we only had one person in our touring crew during that time, mm-hmm. and we were treated like shit the entire time, all four dates that we were in Italy. It's just r- racism to like a, a, a crazy degree. Yeah, they're 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 known for that. I mean, that's not that is not like a secret by any means. But great food. They're sexy, good food. Yeah, passionate lovers, but. They are racist as a motherfucker, but they make it look good in a weird way. Yeah, no, they make it look fashion. I mean, listen, the food's good. They look great. I love that for them. Uh, (laughs) 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 I... I'm still trying to process you playing a Brad Paisley cover at 15, but we can move on. I mean, we'll we'll talk offline. I think the the Shamir story, Netflix... Chaos. Hulu... Chaos. Chaos. You know what I mean... My mental hospital stints, like, honestly, like, I'll give the rights. Like, okay. I like money. <laughs> uh, we we all we all like money. That's something we can agree on here. Oh, I know. I know. You and I first interacted on Twitter. It was like a couple months ago, something like that. Yeah. What was your What was your tweet that you said? I forgot exactly what it was. I said, I'm straight when I'm listening to How Long Gone. And, <laughs> and I think this is a perfect time to, you know, I don't know when this is coming out, but, you know, stream heterosexuality, my next album, my eighth album, my eighth studio album by Shamir, heterosexuality, out February mm-hmm. 11th. What's up? Let's go. That's... I'm wearing my Sam Evian shirt. I got a fucking chain on. Like, I'm giving, you know, I watch, like, I listened to the Lena Donham episode and she's just like, I was very happy to just like bro out and like say like this is my bro time like so growing up did you ever have like some real heterosexual bro time part two of the question is your album named after us I will say that y'all definitely like in, yeah influence the album title for, for sure I do this thing first of all I have a lot of like straight friends uh, specifically straight male friends I really only get along with straight guys it's actually really funny hmm. these days like I've been doing this thing where it's just like I've done so many like camp things and like camp looks that like now like kind of like cosplaying heterosexuality has like been like my new favorite like fashion thing lately uh-huh. so like now like wear like oversized like long sleeve t-shirts I got like a Harley Davidson Wisconsin shirt mm-hmm. which is like really funny because I wore it out to like hang with like the street person and it was like our first time <laughs> hanging out um and he had like picked me up because I can't drive because I am that gay but don't tell nobody um <laughs> and to get a drive when he picked me up he saw my Harley Davidson shirt and he was like he rolled down the window and he was like yo I was gonna wear my Harley Davidson shirt today <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, I kind of fucked up because I'm like, bro, you know, I, I like I like the level of straight where it's like it's clear that that was ironic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't clear to him. And that really just set the, the tone of that day. That's the problem with us straights. A lot of us really just don't get it. it you have to really do the extra work. Y'all will get it. Attention. Y'all will get it. Especially Chris. Chris is a little fruity. So <clears throat> uh, I'm glad we had a clean audio take of Shamir saying Chris a little fruity. You're saying that I'm fruitier than my co-host, or just is it not even a comparison? It's just facts. You talk about how sexy or a male in some kind of sexual way, like every episode. Listen, I'm a fan. <laughs> you can't. I know everything. We're, yeah, we're not criticizing you, Chris. This is a healthy environment. No, I love that for you. No, like straight, like the, the the chic straight dude these days are a little fruity. Like I'm saying, you're very chic right now. Okay, well I accept that, and I am fascinated with the male body because I'm as I'm on a constant journey to improve mine. I have to look at others and and understand. No, no, no. You're a handsome dude. I'll give that to you. Oh, <clears throat> well, thank you. I like that. Mm-hmm. Handsome and fruity, the, the new Migos record. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is this out. Al- so this album you have coming out February 11th, heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. Is that is it? Are you done or are we in the mixing phase? I'm in the middle of this. You're done. You think I'm just talking to y'all for fun? Like, hello, I'm here to promote an album. <laughs> and I said, and I said, if I'm promoting heterosexuality, like. What's the one piece of like thing <laughs> press like whatever yeah. that I need? And I was like, I told my publicist, I was like, get me on how long gone. Mm-hmm. So you're doing how long gone? You're doing the cover of NRA magazine. You're really covering. I your- would love. <laughs> imagine me. <laughs> we got to get your little ass on bar stools for. Because I'm trying to transition to my country career after this. You know what I mean? Like I've been writing oh, a bunch of country okay. songs, so like you know, like I feel like this is the nice like I'm not. You know, I got a plan. Shamir is strategizing. I appreciate your outlook, but I know you like to switch it up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. do you think, are you at a point now where the, the fans are down to follow you into the fire? Cre- no, no. My career has suffered. Are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? I don't know, man. Y'all. Some people do that. Some people do that. You know, some people get experimental and the fans are down and they follow them. Some people. Some <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, I did it from Jump Street. You know what I mean? Like, I got dropped from my label after one album. Like, so you're saying that? No, you, after my debut. You're saying at, that, and that record was like big. I mean, that was like a cool thing. That, it like, was big, and I hated it. It was a dark time for myself. You know what I mean? Because I didn't try to be famous. Yeah, but you made. I mean, I'm saying, did you hate it because it didn't feel representative of you when it finally came out, or did you hate? Kind of the feelings. And it didn't feel representative of me. You know what I mean? Like, it's clear that, like, you know, everything else I did after that was, like, more indie rock. Like, I didn't want to do, like, electronic pop music, even though I, I, I liked it, but I didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Did you mm. subconsciously make it? You know what I mean? Like, did you just... What straight man told you to do this? <laughs> yeah, what straight man forced you to make that? A lot of people know. I'm not naming names. I'm not I'm not even trying to go down that road. That's in the rear view. We're moving forward. Yeah. Into the country world. Okay. Because it, country music is on paper the straightest genre sure yeah but it also is pretty it's a pretty fruity genre of music when you really think about it though right yeah i guess being like emo and like drinking your feelings it's like feels like a feminine trait <laughs> it does it does. i feel like you really good at using social media and technology to link and build with other people it's the only way i know how to do it because i mean i'm an introvert in real life like i don't <laughs> know how to do that shit in person but good at i mean and also you're young enough to really just be a part of the internet from from the jump so it's just second nature for you absolutely i think it's a beautiful thing a little bit because yeah. we you know since we're older than you we kind of use social media to uh, like insult people to come on and and i do that too don't get me wrong (laughs) but we we like to use the you know make fun of somebody until they come on our podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. no i that works that i i kind of you did i not use that tactic with y'all no you did you beat us at our own game Uh, yeah we got shammied yeah we got You got shamed. <laughs> you got shamed, bitch. Yeah, that's a good. That's for your new reality show. Also, like, wait. So, like, that's what we have to figure out. Like, is it going to be a reality show or is it like going to be like you know a, a biopic? But I would prefer a reality both. show. Like, I think it would Bo- be no, like you need both or both. Yeah. Like, I love like the concept of like you know a half an hour of me just like crying, writing songs in my bed, and also like eating in bed. We're gonna need to workshop that. We're gonna need a little more action. Okay, I, I think we're you're, you're gonna need to get a lot more famous for oh, somebody me. to want. It will, it will hold your attention. Trust me. Okay, so you're you're a bed eater. You be eating in bed? Absolutely. So sorry about it. No. <laughs> It's funny because you don't look that sorry. Crumb, stay in my bed. Did you spend some of your publishing check on the frette or what kind of linens we working with? Because if you're if you're putting, no, I always just like get cheap linen and then just like switch out once I'm like done with them. Also, my towels too. One and done. Like you're you're like dip set with boxers. You wear them once and you throw them away, kind of shit. I only try to mostly buy secondhand. This is like literally fake. This is actually from a costume. Like I don't wear chains. I told you I'm trying to like grow it up, but um. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice when you are poor. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of sick being poor and famous because, like, I get free stuff and, like, I could use Come it. Come on, Shamir. You're not poor and famous. You're doing... I am poor. Doing, yes, I am. You, what, what do you... Come on. You're doing okay. Is is? I mean, you know. I live in South... Oh, now it's cool to live in South Philly. Now, now, now... No, no, know, no. I never said now anything. Now I'm not in the gutter with the rat. No, 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 you know no, no. I, mean? I did not say South Philly is nice. That is not what I said. I just said I feel like you're doing a little better than you're letting on. No, no. I no, I am I'm doing better than most. Don't get me wrong. Like, I haven't worked a day job 
since I started on music. So that's nice. I don't like attention. I told you I didn't want to be a star. Like, I really should not be where I am, but I'm making the best of what I got. You know what so I mean? What do you what do you do to come out of your introverted shell when you have to? I'm not a great live performer. I don't know. Like, you can ask anyone. It's a mixed bag. You never know what kind of... You're like, to, to be honest, my live show is not so good. I, I'm honest. But ha- have you ever had... Like, when you have a moment where you do magically come out like, do you, do you pay attention to what happened in, with those circumstances? You know, not just like, oh, I, I, I took half a molly and now I'm like suddenly a great person. But like, was there something going on in your brain, in your life, in your body at that time that made you come out and be a little more extroverted? I mean, that's why it's like, I mean, these days, like doing, the, doing like my first album when I was doing like the more like like electronic pop stuff, like I would just like completely disassociate and hop on stage and do whatever the fuck. Mm. And that was like obviously debilitating to my mental health. And then so when I was like, okay, I can't do that anymore. And then also like I have to play guitar, so I can't just like disassociate. Mm. Then it just kind of like I think it just like really made people uncomfortable because I'm just like on stage screaming mm. like I'm Courtney Love. <laughs> I love an artist that okay. is a dice roll when you go see them. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's me. You never know. <laughs> it just depends on the vibe. Is this going to be magic? Is this going to be a meltdown? Like, is it going to be name calling? Like, you just never. No, I'll finish the show. Don't get me wrong. I'm not <laughs> trifling. So you'll you'll, you'll finish. The, not you'll finish the show, but it just might not be great for the audience. Yeah. We'll give them their money's worth. And I and I make peace with that. I'd rather give you something true. Most of the time when you have a, a wild card, loose cannon performer like that, it, drugs are usually involved. Does that come into play for you in your life, Shamir? No, I just drink a lot. Like, I count on my hands <laughs> how many times I've, like, played a show without <laughs> drinking first. I'm the same way when I do my live podcast. Yeah, when we were on tour, Jason was... Uh, I mean, I've known Jason for a very long time, and I know that Jason likes to get lit, but Jason's a big, stoic guy. Like, you can never really tell when he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. On on tour, might have been the first time I ever was like, damn, Jason is fucking twisted right now. And it's 1130, and we're back in an Uber <laughs> back to the hotel. I mean, it looked good. Is it nerves, or do you, or is it just, like, fun? Both. <laughs> well, uh, for me, at an early age, I, I realized that myself that wasn't doing so well with you know getting sex or fun or friends or whatever if i put some alcohol on there then some doors opened up it was i, I was a, i was a, a version of myself that was more that did better just socially actually yeah it's, it's easier for me to be like yeah social when i've had a couple of drinks in me it was certainly funnier but you get stupider are you okay with being stupider? No, I'm actually smarter. All right. I'm actually smarter. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, you, when, after you finish half a bottle of Tito's, you somehow get smarter is what you're saying? I've all drank like Irish people, straight <laughs> Irish people. <laughs> straight, straight Irish people. Mm-hmm. So you have a high tolerance for alcohol. Absolutely. So much to the point where you need to drink just to get to the smart level. Most people do the ob- Like last the night was like the first time that I went out and casually like had some drinks with someone. Because, you know, Amarion is out here crip walking through these streets. And, <laughs> you know, I don't want to get because I might have to go on tour. They might cancel it. Who fucking knows? But like, I don't want to get like sick before tour. So mm-hmm. it was my first time like going out. And, you know, that's the thing about me. It's like I'm not an alcoholic, though. Like I can go like days, sometimes weeks without like drinking. And like that was like the case. But my first time back, I had, like, three um, ciders, um, a whiskey. Ciders? A Buffalo Trace. And, um, <laughs> buffalo and Trace? And a buffalo Not trace. Buffalo Trace. <laughs> Listen. Damn, you really are a country they, girl, first, God damn it. First of, first of all, they were out of uh, Bullet Bourbon, and that's why I had to settle for that. Um, <laughs> Bullet Bourbon is the Philly of bourbons. That's true. That's, that's what's on my writer. And then I also had a shot of tequila. Okay. And that was just like, that was just like chill. Like I wasn't even, I was just like fine. Like I wasn't even like drunk. That was just on your little Wednesday night bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Okay. So I think that the drinking and the eating in bed, mm-hmm. there's some through lines there, uh-huh. at least in my. Oh, illness. Yeah. At least in my life. Obviously the best time to eat in bed is when you're in a hotel room and you don't have to deal with the problem the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how do you, how do you set it up? Do you have like a ritual of how you do this eating in bed? Because I'm only asking because Chris probably finds it to be one of the more revolting ideas. Right, Chris? No, I never feel good in the moment, but I feel (laughs) at peace. You know Mm. what I mean? Sometimes that's more important. Sometimes that's more important. The world around you stops spinning and it's just you and that bed and that nice 12-inch hoagie, right? (laughs) Exactly. Well, okay. 
I don't know if you know this when I said I drink ciders, but you know I'm gluten intolerant, so. <laughs> I should have read between the lines, Shamir. I'm sorry, <laughs> Shamir. I apologize for my friend. He's not. He's not very nice to to certain communities, and one of those is, is, is the gluten free community. Is that? Do you think that'll happen one day? Just as an aside, when they say like, "Oh, that well, you can't say that person's an AA," you have to say they're what, like friend of John or something. Are like you that? saying it's going to be LGBTQ plus GF? Yeah, the plus is for gluten free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like, oh, don't, not, not for sure. He's a cider drinker, and they're like, oh, oh I'm, sorry, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, like a friend of Dorothy. Yeah, mm-hmm. a friend of Dorothy. Right, 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 right. That's what it is. Yeah, that's really. Funny. I hate that for. I really do hate it for me. Like, I wish, I, I wish that wasn't the case. It is so like it's lame. I'm not proud of it. You know what I mean. But also, I like not having the bubble guts every damn second. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And I'm I'm sure the skin is much more on fleek without all that gluten in you, right? Oh, yeah. And I stopped smoking cigarettes. And I actually, in my skincare routine, I like aged like 10 years like back. You look great, I got to say. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't look a day over 15. (laughs) How much much moisturizing are you doing? Are you just slathering it on? Or is it? These days, because it's so, you know, the the winter, Mm. you know. And I have combination skin, so it's oily in the Ooh. summer, flaky in the winter. Yeah, same, same. I know that's we we suffer out here in the L.A. desert. It's tough to it's tough to stay moisturized here. Jason knows. You know, I, I'm from Nevada. I'm from Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. So, so when you go back to Las Vegas, horrible. Assuming that you <laughs> yeah. do, maybe you don't go back. Do you really try not to, or is it just like you go? Do, does your family visit you? Yeah, I mostly just go for family, and then sometimes family will visit me out here. Yeah, you don't go there to see Lil John. Who? <laughs> Lil John's at Aria, you don't go fly out for that. You know, locals don't go to the strip. The fuck. Oh, here we. Damn, he's about to Vegas. Jason spent a lot of- about to be on some Vegas shit now. There's a really good Thai food spot just four miles out of town. Oh yeah, I know you love foodie. I'm a little bit of foodie too. I do like a food. Yeah, in and out of the bed. Well, can you cook though? Mm-hmm, yeah, I cook. Yeah. What kind of? What's your specialty? Let's say you got a nice little ting coming over for the first time. <laughs> you know, it's about to be toppy season. What's the meal? <laughs> That Chef Shamir is whipping up. I just made um butter. I, I posted it on my Instagram. I just made butternut scotch soup, okay. which is like really funny because I realized that like the meal ended up accidentally being vegan. Oops. Because like Uh-oh. I ended up using Earth Balance. Earth Balance. Damn, that used to be mm. running through my thick veins back when I was a little vegan. But I'm not <laughs> vegan. I just like sometimes like like to use like Earth Balance and then like just the, the meal ended up just being like, vegan. So I thought that was funny. That's just a country in you. Guess so. Yeah, the cowboy. So when you go back to Vegas, <laughs> you go back, you just mo- mostly just hang out with your family at the house. And my best friend. My best friend since eighth grade still lives out there. Why Why do they live in Las Vegas still? Is that a choice or are they in jail? God, God damn it. <laughs> um, I guess it, it's obviously a choice. Uh, a victim A victim of circumstance, let's say that. Sure. Okay. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's, but I mean, a lot of people I know are moving to Vegas. Yeah, because Vegas is low-key popping out it trust me when i was growing up in north las vegas mm-hmm. it, it was not looking like how it's looking now you know what i mean they're like actually building things now we got damn steve aoki living there doing fucking backflips into a ball pit and racing katie perry katie perry lives there too she got a residency once you get the residency you got to stay close i mean you yeah. can't you know if you do it every night but i think that the i think a lot of people live there guys for tax evasion purposes of i don't course. think it's really about the about the nightlife i think you live there for the tax cuts and then also if you're the type of person that's always traveling to where you're never home anyway then then that kind of is like a good little hub yeah it's a great place just like Miami. To just like chill or retire like i definitely want my so like long-term goal like if um i make another like steady like on the regular level bag for our listeners at home that was that was shamir's breakout single oh for people who don't, if you know if you know if you don't you don't if you don't get the vibe you get the vibe you know what i mean but if i get like another like bag like that like steady bag like that then my like long, big long-term goal is to buy a house in the middle of nevada like in a little literal middle of nowhere nevada like not even like mm-hmm. las vegas or even like in the greater las vegas limits build it out as a studio for like bands to go and like Record like kind of mm-hmm. like Kanye and like Wyoming vibes, like Rick Rubin and Malibu Kanye. Exactly. In Wyoming, okay. Exactly. That's a good. Do you have a name for this place already? I don't know, like the Ratchet Ranch or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Because <laughs> I know, you know, Rick Rubens is called Shangri-La, and you're over here acting like, oh, I don't know, just off the top of my head, the Ratchet Ranch. <laughs> yeah, the Ratchet Ranch. Now booking for 2023, you guys let me know. Yeah, I mean, just like the Bunny Ranch. What happened to the Bunny Ranch? Are they still tricking off over there? <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you send me a gear list for the Ratchet Ranch? I kind of need to check what the SSL is looking like. <laughs> if you it's just literally going to be a single pre-sonus um, <laughs> audio box, and what is this? A Sure 50... 58, yeah. 58. That's what How Long Gone uses as well, Shamir. Oh, sick. See? It's a that's tried right. and true. That's right. Yeah. When Orner and Moral Orchestra was on the pod, he was sort of, I like we, we both liked how open he was about that type of stuff. Drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it is. And I feel like you are another person who kind of appreciates somebody who's just like really open and honest about these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you always been like that your entire life? I gotta because like, look at me. Mm-hmm. What am I hiding? You know what I mean? I'm already just like by the virtue of like who I am and like what I look like, I'm already vulnerable. So like, why do I feel like anything is like precious? And you were and you were like this your whole entire life? I believe so. Yeah. I think it's also I think another thing has to do is just like I was raised by clan of uh, female Virgos. And I think that you just can't be fake. You can't lie. It's just impossible. The, the female Virgos can read you. Yeah. And they hate to be lied to. So. We're we're male Virgos. What does that mean? That's crazy. You know, I don't know many male Virgos, actually, if I'm being honest. I mean, I don't know many Virgos in general. I think the only male Virgo that I know that I haven't even met IRL yet. Like, we we became um, pandemic homies, but, like, Ben Lee. So, Austra- Australian singer-songwriter Ben Lee. Shout out to the pandemic homie Ben Lee. Forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. Did you make a lot of pandemic homies? Yeah. I worked on a track for his next record. I was going to ask you though, are you are you like a songwriter guy? Do mm-hmm. you want to do that? Or yeah, is that, yeah. I've do. done I don't, okay, I don't okay. a couple things, but I'm like not because you know I live in Philly too. I'm not like session every week as person. <laughs> I don't want to be like if you want me, you want me. You know where I'm at. Like a little session every week as person. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you out to L.A. here, Shamir. I'm gonna, you know, I go. We got to get you in the lab with Kenny Beats. You smoke weed? <laughs> I can't anymore. I'm bipolar. Okay, so was there there was a yeah. moment where you could smoke weed and then the doctor said not a good idea. There's a moment where I probably shouldn't have been, but like you know, but I'm just like Ugh, I'm tired of having episodes. Uh, you were chief and big, and it was triggering. Yeah, yeah. But 2019 was my stoner year, man. Like I I did a cross country trip with two with two straight homies. They were cousins. They were they were my fucking uh, recording engineers, and we just like hopped in a fucking Prius. This sounds like this sounds like a porn, but continue. <laughs> me and two guys named chad hotbox the prius somewhere in nebraska and then we got to eiffel tower in (laughs) things got fucking crazy that starbucks parking lot in nebraska it was a movie (laughs) the bubble finally pops it had to happen it'd been chad could feel it i could feel it other chad number two could feel it (laughs) other other chad could feel it Anyway, lots of country music, lots of weed. I've never done country and weed. It's kind of a vibe. I feel like that shit, that song about like lakes really starts hitting. Like, damn, they really did drive this old damn truck down to the lake. (laughs) Anyway, I say all that to say is that to get through that, um, Uh I would like wake up, they would like get ready for the drive, and then I would like down five, like, 2025 milligram gummies like just to start the day so you said just to deal with that and that is a thing that you wanted to do drive across country with two of your friends you know i mean road trips are tough even with your bestie i told you it was my stoner era will i do that again no you know i had like that moment i'm good i feel like the only way you survived is making sure that you didn't get behind the wheel when you're gone off 100 milligrams for breakfast. Didn't I just say I can't drive? Thank God you're too gay to drive. Yeah. <laughs> you saved everyone. Yeah. Damn, they brought... They, that's called dead weight on a road trip. The, somebody who can't drive, that's fucking crazy. Okay, but I knew where everything was because I done the most traveling. So that's what I provided. Thank you. See, this gen- this generation's got me fucked up, man. All this edible. In my day, we would bust down a Swisher like a real man. I'm a millennial. I'm a young millennial. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. Grandpa's rolling up that old Swisher. You got old man Swisher hands. Yeah. 
So you, at a moment, was it you that made the decision or was it? When I had my last breakdown at the end of 2019, I had to go back to the hospital under my mother's care. I was like, I can't trust the adults around me to <laughs> help me when I'm, I'm suffering mentally. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I have to like be strict because like I haven't been in a hospital since. That's been nice, I guess. But also like spiritually, I'm d- dead. <laughs> What does a breakdown look like for you? Well, the last one, what happened was, is that um, I got triggered off of, like, three edibles. Light work. Light work for you. Which was, like, nothing compared to, like, what I was doing. Light work for me. Depending on what you got in the stomach, you know, it can hit you sometimes. True. But we've established that I like to eat. (laughs) There was a good base. There was a good base. (laughs) God, Jason. I actually took a after eight. So you had this, you had this sweet green, and then you were like, "Let me pop a couple Eddies." No, not the sweet green. That's really gonna fuck you up. Okay, I had, I had, I, had, I went to a place called, I went to a place called Hush Puppies in Las Vegas. Okay, um, that's it's like in the real base. southern food. That's the base. That's what I'm saying. I'm not out here sweet green and like that would kill you. Of course, sweet green. The edibles hit you more. He yeah. needs some smothered and covered biscuits and gravy. All kinds of shit like that. And that's what I did. And mm-hmm. I took it before an Iron and Wine concert. <laughs> Iron and Wine? Hold on. Why the fuck would you? Damn, Shamir, you're really out here. I got to say. <laughs> I'm the whitest guy you've ever met. I don't even fuck with Iron and Wine. I don't I even fuck with Iron, Iron and Wine. I Iron and Wine. It was actually, it was Iron and Wine Calexico. Listen, <laughs> and I felt, and I was so high. I felt, I literally was like, I saw God. And then I had an episode and I like my family couldn't find me for like two days because like I was like wow. Jesus walking like two days straight around Las Vegas, just like walking into my like feet. Blitz. Whoa. So the one black guy at the Iron and Wine concert <laughs> just goes straight out. Beto O'Warwick was in the audience that night, too. Who? Beto O'Warwick. Okay. Beto. Yeah. His dumb ass would like Iron and Wine. I'm not surprised. That's why he. Ain't, that's why he ain't mm-hmm. the president. Yeah. And you. And you would just. I mean, you. You got so high. You saw God, and then something just snapped. And then usually, I mean, that's happened to me before. But like once the once the THC sort of wears down out of my system and I digest it, then I can kind of go back to normal. But you, the plane never landed. Not for me. Depending on like my mental state. Okay. Uh, and then when you're in that state, walking around. Are you, do you have any recollection of that or you're just like. Here and there, it feels like a semi-vivid dream. You know what I mean? Like trying to remember a dream. You can get little parts of it, but not the whole thing. Exactly. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. That's rough. You know what? I'm, I don't, I don't really, I mean, that's why, I, that's why, you know, I'm such an advocate for like mental health because like, I think my mental illness has just made me like such a stronger, like more well-rounded person and just like have more tools than like most like mm-hmm. i don't take any of that like in vain like i don't look at it as like bad like could i've gone without it sure it makes you a more interesting person i i think it's providing me with a lot of tools and it makes me uh, yeah, interesting like mental illness is in now it's chic i know <laughs> can you listen to iron and wine now or is that a trigger absolutely <laughs> and i still see god <laughs> damn bro <laughs> so it's gotten better it's elevated iron and wine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to it to a new level of music a, a, he's a deity basically to me we gotta get iron and wine on the pod and then we'll link with you would you ever do like a little collab song with iron and wine absolutely i would do anything i will suck sam's dick i don't care like does <laughs> a dog have fleas shamir says so shamir you you are a, a mental health advocate and you are probably well versed in mental health mm-hmm. what type of mental health issues do you think chris and i have as a podcast listener what could we work on for ourselves in 2022 i don't know <laughs> <laughs> as a mental health advocate i just you know I, rule number one don't take like unprofessional unsolicited like fucking advice like go see <laughs> professional course. even though i do want to retire as a therapist so you know hit me up in like 20 years okay shamir let's just say as a fun little game <laughs> what <laughs> What? How? How would you prescribe us as somebody who's listened to hours of how long gone? I don't know. I never. I don't. When I'm listening to y'all, it's like really like head empty vibes. Like I don't really <laughs> think about it. it. 
that deeply. Great, great. Good good to hear. No, I understand. But you, you like head empty vibes sometimes though, right? It's rare that I get to feel that. Like it's like y'all, Emily and Paris, like very few things can like Bitch. give me that peace. Yeah, I am I am hot and well dressed just like Emily and Paris. That's so true. I thank you for making that comparison. Interesting. Yeah. That no, literally Emily and Paris like cured my depression both times. See Jason, you should watch Emily in Paris and you stop being so sad. I ain't depressed. <laughs> what about Emily in Paris cured your depression? I okay. So when the first season came out uh, in 2020, I was in the midst of like my self-titled out my seventh album cycle. And that was like my most popular basically since my debut. We saw the review. We saw the reviews, Chief. We know it was it was it was making the rounds. But I say all that to say is that it was self-release of self-managing. I was self-doing everything. So Mm -hmm. it was just like a lot. You ain't got you ain't got a manager. You got a manager now. I've been self-managing since 2019. Okay. Well, let me know if you want to talk deal points later, but go ahead. Wait, what? No, I just sometimes it's nice to bounce ideas off someone. I have Jason, my partner. I don't mm-hmm. know if you have I don't know if you have someone that you're able to Yeah, the voices in my head. Talk- <laughs> are you a vo- are the voices in your head old and white though? Didn't think so. Sometimes. You got a lawyer though, Shamir? Yeah, I got a lawyer, yeah. Yeah, that's more important than any of that shit anyway. Low that's, key, yeah. that's what the real heads know. Real heads know. Yeah. So, my I'm lawyer's sorry. the only person on my team who's like been there since day one. You fought you you fired everybody else. Everybody left me after I lost my mind. Are you kidding? <laughs> They didn't, they didn't, really? I would just wait it out. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> a little bit of both. Some firing, some like, oh, he's crazy. Oh my God. But you have a, you had a big dog manager at some point, I imagine. I don't think I've ever had like a big dog manager. Okay. I thought maybe, cause sometimes that happens when things get hot early. Everybody's sniffing around. All of a sudden you're like, why is Irving Azoff managing Shamir? And it's like, I don't know if this is working. I think if I had a big dog manager, like me losing my mind wouldn't like be a thing because like big dog managers are used to that shit. You know what I mean? That's, that's true. No, you're right. Absolutely. When, mm. when Bono disappears for a couple days, you know what I mean? We just, we're going to wait for Bono to call yeah, us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? So you're talking about Emily in Paris and how it saved your life. Oh, Emily. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Busy time for me, even though I was in lockdown. And the only thing that was keeping me sane was when girlfriends got put on Netflix. Great program. And like, yeah, that was like the only thing that was like providing me peace because I live alone, too. So like you didn't have any girlfriends that were there through thick and thin. Didn't have no girlfriends. You know what I mean? Wow, even Chris knows the song. Girlfriends is great. It's it's like if friends was good. You, yeah, you know? exactly. It, it's like the best. That's the only difference. Well, Tracy, you know I'm a Tracy Ellis Ross guy, Jason. You know After I'm. the story, I have to tell you my Tracy Ellis Ross at Erewhon story. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect for us. That's yeah. like Chris yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is so, yeah, when I, when I finished it and I realized that because of the writer's strike, it ended unresolved, I was spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> I said no. This is the only thing that bought me peace. I was fucking spiraling. I'm like, what am I going to do? So that greatly affected your mental health. Yes. And I was like, I need something to like calm me down because like I'm like just uncontrollable right now. (laughs) (laughs) Indisposed. Emily Paris had just came out and I was just like, sure, let's try it. This seems stupid because I like to watch stupid things. But this... Because normally sometimes it can get my brain turned off, but like not to the point that Emily Paris was able to do it. <laughs> I felt immense peace. Like when I tell you that it was just like a complete 180 as far as like my mood after binging it in one day, <laughs> the first season. I mean, I binge both seasons. I think it's medicinal. No wonder you're eating in bed, doing doing a whole season in one day. Absolutely. You got the bed pan out. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know Uh-oh. we pissing in jars baby <laughs> no that's one thing that i won't do like i hate i don't understand why people do that like oh my god go to the bathroom that is the one thing i won't do is collect jars of urine in my bedroom you don't you don't drain the lizard in the mountain dew bottle after you finish no, it on the road? we've established <laughs> that i'm not actually straight like come on <laughs> <laughs> What about because you said like you have no problem watching dumb shit mm-hmm. is it because emily in paris is a dumb shit show that thinks it's being a smart and witty and and well done show. Is that what is that the trick about it? Yeah, I like it and I just get it. And I had a French ex and I spent a lot of time in France and I kind of really empathize okay. with the Emily character as well. I felt like that dumbass American bitch mm-hmm. at one point. We all, we all have. We all have. We all have. So it touched. Mm-hmm. It's relatable. Jason doesn't um, get to Europe yeah. very often, so he doesn't really, he can't really relate. You know what I mean? I don't know shit about Paris, bro. I mean, I still call it Paris. <laughs> 
Okay, let's hear this Tracy Ellis story at Erwan. Oh my god. Okay, so one of my one of my old like my old day to day manager lived right but like walkable distance by the one um in Beverly, mm-hmm. and I would go to that one like all the time. And at one point, we were just like sitting outside, like having our lunch, and Tracy Ellis like walked out with a cart full of shit. Like mm-hmm. She's it's money. like. Money, you know what I mean? It was mm. such a power move. Like it's like mm. she was shopping like it was food for less. You know what mm. I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you you had you spent your seventeen dollars on some buffalo cauliflower that left you wanting more. On some literally gluten free like sushi. You know and what I mean? And she came out like, dropped nine hundred forty eight dollars on her. She had the vitamins too. When you're really balling, you're buying vitamins at Erwan. That's when you really got paper. No, when you're really balling, you're buying fucking paper towels and yeah that's true that's, shit. true that's true that's true yeah true. paper towels yeah exactly that's like the vibe that was like the vibe and i was obsessed and like we just had like this moment where like she walked out and we like locked eyes and like and it was just like yeah we're like two black people at air mm-hmm. one right now you know what i mean <laughs> that's a feeling i'll never get to feel yeah no it's this one's for us as Solange said you know what i mean <laughs> And so I've always kept that story with me, and we actually have a mutual. Okay. And I was, like, in uh, Uber with that mutual, and I was, like, yeah, no, like, we had a moment. Like, I wonder if she, like, remembers, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it's, like, a misconnection, like, situation, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> and so he's, like, oh, I'll text her right now. So he texted her, and the response was, like, I mean, she didn't remember me, but I think the response was even more perfect. She goes, you know, I'm so sorry to say I don't remember, but I do love Erewhon. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Tracy right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that now she'll remember you forever. You know, you bonded in a different way. Yeah, that's like when you when when I see the one guy at Roscoe's and we lock eyes and he has that little like help me look in his eyes and I'm like, it's not me, bro. Jay, this happens to Jason when he sees other big white guys with their Asian girlfriends and they they, oh, they lock eyes. They stay away eyes. from Brooklyn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They lock eyes and they're like, God damn it, you two, bro. They got you. Yeah, I, I say, I, I say, like, oh, I don't go across the bridge whenever I'm in Manhattan <laughs> because it for like, oh, I don't want to take the train or whatever. You know, Uber's too much. But it is because there's so many tall white guys with Asian girlfriends over there, and I can't be seen around that. Yeah, he he, he can't go to a uh, he can't go to a popping restaurant in Williamsburg without running into some of his brethren, and he does feel some embarrassment. They got they want to dap me up in the foyer. Why do you feel embarrassment? Like, why don't you feel like oh, these are like my people? Because I've been doing it since before it was cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now these mo- these that's the these young bulls trying to come through. This is so racist. I can't. <laughs> Well, no, it's not. This is, this is, not, like, this is just I real talk, bro. Before it was popular. <laughs> that because he's the OG, What's racist bro? about but that? I'm about- just saying. I've been I've been doing things to POCs way, way before the Instagram stop. infographics told ally, us to. Let's go. I'm a motherfucking ally, and I don't do it because other people tell me to. I do it because it's in my heart. That's why. That's that's right. Jason does. Jason has been supporting the AAPI community for years with his wallet and his heart. But I think that the reason he doesn't. The reason he doesn't bang with these fellas is because he's alpha. He's taller than them, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there's an alpha vibe where they feel intimidated in a way that he likes. Gets him a little chubby. Yeah, it makes me feel like Suge Knight of fucking Asian toes. <laughs> Wait, how tall are you? Because I know you're like hella tall. Six nine. You're lying. Is that even possible? Dead ass. I'm, it is possible. It's the only good thing about him. Mm, that's that's kind of sick, honestly. Yeah, it is kind of sick. Thank you. How tall are you, Shamir? 5'10", a very average, vibey situation. That's cool. Do you say six feet on your baseball card, or you stick with 5'10"? 5'10". I'm, I'm literally 5'10", even. like. So the new album, when's the new album coming out? February 11th. February, that's right around Valentine's Day. Damn, okay. I don't think it's a Valentine's Day album, but sure. <laughs> okay, so it is called Heterosexuality? Mm-hmm. What do we have to look forward to? Why are we saving it on our Spotify? Because I make up music. I don't know. Like, is it country? Is it drum and bass? It's like um, industrial vibes. Industrial? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you say industrial, are we talking like ministry, Atari Teenage Riot? Did y'all not hear any of my singles? This is so unprofessional. <laughs> you know how much music I have? To- we don't. We talk about everything but the music. Yeah, we don't care about. We don't care about, we don't care about music. <laughs> We're here to talk about what you fucking ate in bed. That's what I want to talk about. You think I give Clearly. a fuck about your little music? Uh, I'm here to hear about Emily in Paris. <laughs> so get the hell out of here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I made it with my friend because 
because honestly, I didn't come on this podcast to like really talk about it that deeply. I already had, I've done like okay. five interviews where I actually like seriously like talked about it just this week. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Go to like the stereo gum interview that I did or something. Like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right, Shamir. You're right. Like I came on this show to talk about what I eat in bed and like Emily in Paris as well. All right. Well, we'll stop. Heterosexuality in stores February 11th. The stream is good. It's good. It's, <laughs> it's vibes. When somebody asks me, I can't wait to just be like, what's the album? It's good. I don't know. Just fucking listen to it, loser. Tell me about your new album. I'll check. You know, I do, I, I do check stereo gum because I'm a 39 year old white guy. So that's no problem for me. I'm sick. Yeah. And right now, one of your singles is slowly being faded up with Ableton Live into the interview. Oh, baby. I guess my third single will be out by then, so you got to do reproductive. Well, this this is coming out. This is coming out tomorrow. Oh, did I see? Oh, actually, do it next day. Yeah, this ain't this ain't a game. I didn't realize the turnaround was that quick. That's so crazy. Why do y'all? That actually sounds stressful to like release and like do the interview in tandem. It's less stressful for Chris than it is for me, but <laughs> but it's not that bad. I like it. It's good to edit. I like editing as soon as we finish because everything's still fresh on the brain yeah i like to hear that the conversation is actually fresh because you hear so many like other like podcast interviews where it's just like oh, you yeah, can tell yeah, that yeah. it was like you know we could go or some shit they're over here so like what are you doing for christmas shamir and you're like come on bro yeah, come yeah. On, bro. <laughs> we, we can do better uh no shamir it's really been a pleasure thank you for joining us uh you're you're this is going into how long gone hall of fame i can already tell stop really that is no because like don't fuck with me because that's like literally what i wanted like, i mean what, once i go through with the ableton and i do my little tj them jeans remix <laughs> but no you gotta play cisgender because i guess that's like the most recent and, like, 